No mistake from the Frenchman. Is yet for the side. There may be something for Ozil here. It was Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Corner Slug Talk. Here we are. I am joined by my co-host, and you all know him well, John. John, how everything going on? I did, oh, I did. It's nice to be on the other side of this. Yeah, no, I know. and with you know things like you know, with this whole career, you know, football soon be back. You know, hopefully we can be back doing what we're doing. Right. I'm looking forward to it, though. I really looking forward to it. If everybody interested, I started our Bundesliga fantasy. They fall your wall and all the dusty fit, never do. Okay, so to a fan, so you're going to start like in the middle, like, like right, you're going to start? Well, you can start fantasy at any time, really. So, and I'm pretty sure the majority of Premier League fantasy fans did not start Bundesliga fantasy. So, technically speaking, we would all be starting on zero in oh, game week okay. 20. How much? Yeah, but how, how much games are they playing Germany? Because they have one less team. Yeah. Two less teams. Two less teams. Uh, it's like 36 games in the play. But it's still like 13 weeks now, boys. So it's just for a fantasy for the next 13 weeks now. Don't fight it, though. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. All right. I, I, I know, I know with that being said, all here, all here, and a voice that you know, sound familiar. We hear with a fan favorite. And I should let, let, I, I should let, let him get introduced to himself. We're here with the Manchester United fan, Chad. Chad, how are we thinking? I cool it on everything, guys. You know, just hoping, hoping we can get through phase one of this lockdown. Yeah, that is a yeah. fun. I'm hoping that we actually survive phase one. Yeah. And I have to start all, start all over again. <laughs> and now, and can't forget, last but not least, my boy, I know, a corner for our personal favorite here, you know, a man with many opinions. We have the boy, <laughs> Stephen Rogers. What's going on? Hi, good dog. Cheers. Yeah. Boy, surviving the quarantine. Don't worry, buddy. The, the, the shackles soon to lift. Yeah, man. Hopefully, so, you do the right thing. That's, that's very true. So, for, so for those that 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 been keeping up with your social media, they know that this week, our team of the week, we'll be talking about Red Devils, Manchester United. But for this episode, we are in our player spotlight. We're focusing on a man that could go by many words, sounding legendary to some, <clears throat> magical, uh, one in a million. Focusing on none other than Wayne Rooney. But before we get into get into that, seeing that we have the Manchester United fan here, I want to. I just want to just. Focus. I just, I just tell us a little bit of how, like how things was with you when you now start supporting Manchester United. How, how did you start to support Manchester United? All right. Well, for me, um, it started back in like around the time 2006 World Cup. It was after that because you know that's when I first saw about um, Ronaldo and whatever, and then other cousins to supporting United. So I say, you know, let me take in some games and. You know, I, I like what I've seen because at the time, you know, one of the dominant teams in England. So, you know, it, it kind of stayed with me watching it, you know. Um, yeah, like at that point, I had some like real quality players. Uh. So, 
Yeah, I just, I just, I just stuck with it. Yeah. And and that, and that's very true. There, as I say, as I say with, quality, with quality players, and I know around that time, you know, they have already been, I think, in a second season with Manchester United in in 2006. And yeah. from all that, so you you've been able to see see um, roughly 11 years of of Rooney, and getting to see. You know, just the stages of his career and all the different partnerships he play with, and just the importance he played him with with the team and all the goals that that, that he scored, important goals for for your club. But looking mm-hmm. at looking looking through the archives at all the goals that we know he did, and and just and this will be a, a good note just to start with you for this question. I don't know. Out of all the goals that that, that you see Wayne Rooney watch, looking back, looking at all the important goals Wayne Rooney Wayne Rooney had for Manchester United, looking back at at the hat trick he scored in his Champions League debut against Fenerbahce, the it wasn't just a Champions League debut, the full team debut, oh, yeah. the team debut, yeah. the half year. <laughs> we have we have the and the the um because I just go off the top of my head because I know you might you will know you will know more and. The half people, I remember, score against score against West Ham. And mm-hmm. that was something too that I tried to forget. So I don't want to bring that up. And the free kick <laughs> against Stoke. Oh yeah, the the record breaker. But also all the goals that you saw, that what would you say? What, what would you say is the most unforgettable goal you have seen for Win Rooney? Uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind have to be bicycle against one Oh my. Yeah. That was, that would just have to be the first thing. You know, because the cross was kind of deflected, so he had to, you know, readjust, and he's still playing cup corner, you know, so, like, that has to be up there, because he wouldn't go to that game, you know, and that helped us with the title that year, so that was a pretty good, um, that was yeah. a pretty good moment. And I feel, I feel like all the emotion that you experienced throughout that game, I feel like I experienced the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just <laughs> see it, how, how, how that, and I, I'll, always, I'll always say, looking back, I died. So, but we don't know that would be the first goal that comes to my head that bicycle kick and celebration after just yeah, it like I remember, like I watched that clip so many times that I um know the commentary by um Peter Drury and the commentary by Martin Tyler, wood for wood. Yeah, wow, I would just like to say. Peter Jury's commentary is one of the best. Peter Jury's the best commentator. Nah, I don't know about the legend Ian Dark. Ian Dark is also a very (laughs) good commentator. But yeah, yeah, I just understand, yeah, for all that, you know, I I also experienced that. But not to to dwell too long on on that memory, but Rogers, you're also Mm. a Premier League fan. I know it's hard times that you witness Wayne Rooney play, just watching some games from him or seeing him against the club. It have any goal, it have any standard goal from him that you could pinpoint? Other than that one, you all just talk about. Well, against the free kick that made him the um, United Cup player. I'll enjoy that free kick. Um, there was this goal, I think it was his 100th in the league. Arsenal, I think it was a real good team. It was a counter attack with him and Nani basically, and he just and finished it opening for some corner. I thought I, I really, really like that goal, a real good goal. Those are the two that really stick out for Rooney for me, I guess. And well, of course, um, the half field goal. I think it was okay, West Ham. Yeah, the West Ham. Yeah. 
I mean, Andy won his score even for Everton yeah, when he scored yeah. a hat-trick for Everton. That was a I mean, it too, takes, yeah. It takes um, a next-level kind of concentration and awareness to score goals from half-field and accuracy because it's not really easy to do that. So, them is the main goals that you know, I really enjoy seeing Rooney really score. Yeah, that's very true. Jay, what are you? Are record book, There's ones that we talking about, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Boy, he's a more of him. You know, around, around that period, no matter what you're always saying from Wayne Rooney. And I'm sure Wayne Rooney with Arsenal, I know they have a lot of good, a lot of good history. Any standard goals for me? Well, dog, no, I mean, if I had narrowed out just the goals against Arsenal, it's have a few to pick. But, um, you know, the thing with Oaza is that uh, from an early age, that you saw that he was he was made for big moments uh, and he really really used to thrive on games where the opposition hated him, you know. Um, like for example, you know, he used to play real good against Everton and Liverpool. He used to play real good against Arsenal too. And around that time, he had a reason for each one of those fans to despise him, you know, during that time Arsenal and United were going at it during that time. Um, he left Everton for United. It has some hate there. You know, he kissed the badge in front of the Everton fans. Um, United and Liverpool, being an Evertonian and Liverpool, there's bad blood. Yeah, those were games that he used to love to show up in. And a goal that would stick out to me would be the goal to make it 2-0 against what was at that time the Invincibles to stop them on the 50-game run. And while I do think that there was some unsportsmanship in there. I think it was just showing how <coughs> he was meant for big moments, you know. And against our undefeated team that was going 49 unbeaten, nobody's beaten them. You know, it just had to be Rooney to be part of the team that put her into that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, and I yeah, when you think about it that way, it really, it could not be nobody else, to be honest, boy. Yeah, and it was just the start of his career being like that, you know, being that guy that the opposition hated. And like the more you hated him, the more he used to thrive on that heat, though, to get fired up, to, to play better, that kind of thing, you know. There's like with Wayne Rooney, you know, you'll always say, no matter what I say, hate him or love him, you can't. Yeah, it's undoubtedly, it's undoubtedly so that no matter what game, he'll always show up. As John said, there, Wayne Rooney being. Destined for greatness. You look at all the athletes he had, um, being five-time champion in England, FA Cup winner, four-time League Cup winner, five-time Community Shield winner, Champions League winner, Europa League winner, FA Club World Cup winner. And just looking at all that from that, that career that he had, you from just remembering his his time in Prem and, and his, his time from Manchester his, start, his career when he started from Manchester United going up and for him to achieve all that you really, you really had, had to sit back and had to admire him you know that okay Wayne Rooney is well, for sure you'll say he is a Manchester United legend some of my debates is his where he stands in, in, in the league and we, and I remember he's still going he, he, is, he hasn't retired he's still going he, he hasn't slowed down yet but looking at all, looking at all that chart, because you have you have seen you have seen him go through all that, and all the different accolades he won, different trophy lifts you see you see him had. Was there a standout achievement that you just saw that okay, that 
obviously the list is is long but if you see her achievement where it felt like okay the the drive they had to win that one or they have to dig themselves up from the dirt to get that or just seeing him because i know for him it is a team effort but just looking at all the achievements he won is there any standard achievements he had um for me one of the more impressive things he had done was the 2010 season 2009 2010 season uh where it was his best goal scoring season he ever had you know and to me that was impressive because the year before you know he was part of one of the world's best attacker entry you know, with him, Ronaldo, and Tevez, and Rodazi, same summer that we sold both Ronaldo and Tevez, you know. So, you know, we had to get goals from somewhere. And, you know, he, he took it upon himself from sharing up all the goals. You know, he took it upon himself to, you know, be that guy, you know, which was, to me, was a very huge step because from losing two of the best, two players from the best front three in, in the league at that time, you know, just to put up a challenge for the title because we, we lost the title Chelsea by one point that year. You know, to still put up that fight and him taking charge and being, you know, the leading goal scorer. You know, it and for the second in goal scoring race to drop, but you know, it was that to me was one of the best uh, achievements he had. And I when I when you broke there with, with the scoring and just to just to sprinkle in on it and just for a little it's a little add to to what he did there. You look at look at the other strikers in the league. Then you mentioned Drogba. You look, you look at all the other all the other strikers that he had to compete with. It was it was always tight when when, when it comes to scoring around that time. When Rooney has been against a lot of different strike strike opponents, he played with with many different strike partnerships and with all that. No matter who was around that had the team, he always added a big part when it comes to all all the different wins that he had. And I think and correct me if I'm wrong, is twenty. I know it was. 27, 27, 8, when you all won the Champions League. And around that around that mm. time, you all won the you all won the league as well. It was the league yeah. and champions league and champions league. Yeah, and it was the FA Cup semi-final we went out or something like that. Mm-hmm. So and, and looking at that, you saw from that I remember that game went on to, to extra time as well against against Chelsea. Mm. Just being an English opponent. And you know that. You know, when two English teams face off in a, in a final like Champions League, you know that okay, that 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 says a lot. That that says okay, this is this is a, if it's a team that we play, we play we can we play twice already for the league. We have to we have to go out and perform here on a European stage. So mm-hmm. I'll and and for me, I will always look at that to say with with Rooney performing, winning the the Champions League and the Premier League. I'll always say that, I'll always say from that. Him playing, him playing. I think him playing um, over a hundred minutes as well. And you saw, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. saw the league. You saw he drive. You saw he was. You saw how he was there. And looking at all, looking at all the, the strike partnerships he played. But that's not right. I'll I'll come to you quick there. But I just want to want to just get a short take on on this. Also, all the strike partners that that he played with. You saw him adapt his style to play with everybody else. Whether it be the ones that helped his career, the ones that he had to he had to teach and he had to drag forward. Who who you say is is one of the best strike partnerships he had? Uh, well, they definitely had to put him and Ronaldo up there, you know, because they they were together for a while. And even though they had fallout for the um, 2006 World Cup, because when England played Portugal, both of them had a big um, big fallout out on the pitch, and that carried over into the summer. You know, they mm-hmm. still came back together and you know, they, they, 
they fixed it and you know from then on won two more league titles and a Champions League, you know. Um, so that to me has to be the best. But I'd also like to mention him and uh, Van Persie. You know that for uh, Van Persie to call Man City team so well, you know that was a big part due to Wayne Rooney. You know, so yeah, those two. Rogers. Yeah. Five-time champion in England, Champions League winner. The accolades go on. It's a mouthful. From all that. And you know, you know your your team being in, in, in the second in the second of it with Manchester United around that point in time. From just looking at that, and you and you know your team your team has, has won those trophies. Which one out of all those trophies you'll say would be the most important? I wouldn't know which one would be, be the most I couldn't answer that question, but as a fan of a team that was competing against Manu so hard, I guess the one that hurt me the most obviously is the Champions League final but mm-hmm. as as um, Chad say and I think it could go back to what John say we we'll always bank on him to step up in them crunch moments now like Champions League final you know they're winning on penalties um, other moments where they really needed something you know Rooney would be the man to step up like what Chad just say he, he lose Tevez and Ronaldo that's um, that's real plenty goals they lost there, and he just played on. He played all on his back, and you know that was always the impressive things about him. I wouldn't. I don't know how to properly answer that question you asked as a fan mm-hmm. of our next team, but mm-hmm. I guess that one in the Champions League, yeah. Now, but understand what you're saying there because not to not to downplay the Premier League, but you know a lot of players. A lot of players would, would be successful in their respective leagues. But the Champions League would always be a dream for them. And yeah, for and then yeah, as, you, as you say, playing the Champions League against our rival from the league to just add something to it. Who at the so, time was yeah. the biggest rival at that time. Yeah. And seeing that him not really slowing down anymore. And John, I would I, I like to start, to start with you here since I didn't really get you for the last, last question. Mm-hmm. Seeing, seeing Winroni at the age he is, and at the level he is right now. Just look just looking at at everything he achieved. Would you say that his career is winding down? Or you could see that when he could still go to more heights and add more to that silverware? Seeing seeing that he's in a Derby County, a Derby County team that that is playing an impressive football at this point in time. And seeing that he has aspirations to be a player coach. Could you see him? Here in Derby County to win more or and just achieving more silver in his career. Um, I don't, I don't sure because the way that the championship is right now, the only way that he would, and this is given that you know football resumes, the only way that he would get promoted is if go through the playoff system, because it kind of more or less seems that first and second place would be West Brom and Leeds. You know they're really out in front. They are the top of the table. But um, I think while it may not have silverware to it, I think if he could help bring this Derby team up to the Premier League, that is accomplishment within itself. And I think there are some things that he's done in his career without silverware being attached to it that has had some significance to him. Like when he went to the MLS, the way that he turned around DC United's fortunes, I mean, they lost very early in the playoffs, but they had no shot again to the playoffs when he arrived. 
And he literally turned around their fortunes on his own because, you know, that's the player he is, the fighter he is. Um, when you look at the fact that he became England's top scorer without, unfortunately, achieving anything. And, you know, just talking about that, you know, I think that's somewhere that I feel like he was unlucky to not have done better in or at least gone further in the comp- those competitions in England. Uh, we talk about England having a golden generation at that time and he was the golden boy in it. You know, the, the young prospect among some established talents. You know, we talk about Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard, Paul Scholes, everybody knows the names. But I think he was a man who was in between generations and unfortunately for him, there was never a team that was ready to maximize his talents. Like, the irony is, though, that I think that if he was in this England team now, I think he'll do really well because, you know, some of Rooney's best form that we see from him is when he plays off of a striker um, in that kind of number 10 role, off the 10 and a half role, like some people say. Imagine Wayne Rooney playing off a hurricane and he being flanked by two of Sterling, Rashford, and um, Sancho. You know, that's crazy. And the thing is, when you look back at the times that he was there, a lot of the times Danny Welbeck was the starting striker. I could, as Arsenal fans could tell you, you know, that he had his limitation. Daniel Sturridge, while he was extremely talented, was never fully fit. Jermaine Defoe was on the slowdown. You know, the, the teams that when he was in his prime were never ready to help him accomplish anything. And while now people talk about this England team be ready to do more, to be able to challenge for silverware on the international stage, uh, ironically, I think his big game presence is something that, you know, they sorely missing now. And that's just unlucky. But to, to go back to your question with the kind of up, I'm not too sure if silverware is left for him in his career, but I still think there are things that he could achieve that while it might not be tangible silverware to attach to it that he would find that can help him define those things as successful, you know. Yeah, and like with um with John saying that now, like you know, he still has the 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 winner mentality with him, you know. And because when um, United played Derby in the FA Cup, you know, before the game, he, some uh, one of the reporters asked asking him about you know how he felt playing against his old team, and he said, you know, it's always a good thing, you know, to go back to uh, to play against people who. You know, media career, whatever. And uh, he was like, yeah, all that's well and good, but I just want to win this game, you know? Like, he, he just put aside all these sentiments and was like, yeah, I, we trying to win this game right now, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, him having that mentality, it would be good for the players at Derby, you know? Because sometimes as a player, a young player coming up, you know, you just want someone who's experienced to have, like, a role model with you. Mm-hmm. Especially a player like him, you know, working with him in the training ground, you know, it'll always be good now. So I feel like wherever he goes, uh, you know, the people will come out better. Mm-hmm. Raj. Yes. Uh, anything you agree or disagree? John brought up a good point with, with Wayne Rooney on how you fit into the current England, England squad. I kind of, I don't know how that will work with him and Hurricane because if you look at Hurricane is a strain kind of striker as well now. You don't really see at the centre forward now. So how would Rooney excel playing with off of him if he does stay centrally, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. And the truth is there are similarities between the two of them game. But like when I think about 
you know, peak hurricane played with Erickson floating around him. And also, on the flip side of that, when Rooney used to play off of Berbatov, I kind of thinking about things like that now, you know? Like, I think, like, there is potential for them to have been compatible, rather. But yeah, the, that, that example they brought up, they brought up, that was exactly the same one I was going to bring up. I was going to be like, if you, if you wouldn't think that the style of play we were tough on and how we really play, that, play with them, you don't think, you don't feel like, as well as, as John said, peak hurricane, you don't think, you don't think Rooney would be able to, to, to match that with hurricane? Um... It's a difficult thing because, yeah, that Bobotov point is good. That's a good point. But I think they play really similar to each other, whereas Hurricane could play out and out striker by himself, but mm-hmm. he don't really do it much now, you know. He likes to drop in deep, and Rooney also likes to drop in deep and get the ball. So yeah. I don't think it will both of them drop in deep. Who will outlay the ball to for, yeah. further forward now? Yeah, I mean, it's hypothetical at the end of the day. So, yeah, right. I, 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 I got it, because uh, when you say that, they just bring back to the interview he had with, um, with, with Gary Neville, and he's talking about, as Shad said, when, when United sold both Tevez and, well, when they got rid of Tevez and they, and they sold Ronaldo, bringing in, bringing in Welbeck. When Rooney really said that, I remember when we talked about how it was, he well, he didn't know. It was, he had that question marks around his head about well, why, because he felt like he played so well with, with Ronaldo and he played so well with, with Tevez and just and bringing in Welbeck. That him having to change his style, his 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 whole style, his whole style to adapt to Welbeck. I feel yeah, like he was on the verge of leaving as well too. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, cause, yeah. I mean, he mentioned that he said if if things don't change, he he would leave. But him sticking around, and as you know, the whole. Mental and the whole leadership, the natural born leader leadership he have, he he you can see from that Welbeck played some very good football with with, with Wayne Rooney. And something he can't knock Rooney. Roger, Roger, do you hear anything? You can't knock him for his like his versatility. The guy played like four or five different positions over his career. He started off exactly. as a centre forward. He gone on the wing a couple times. He played centre attacking. I mean. You can't knock the guys with So, I mean, yeah. it may well work out that he could play with anyone because he's like a jack-of-all-trades type of player. But the thing is, though, like, when you, when you say jack-of-all-trades, like, people just naturally assume that when you say he's a jack-of-all-trades, like, you don't really excel in different positions. But then, when you think about Rudy, dog, the truth is, is that he excelled nearly everywhere he played except probably on the wing. But I mean, he was still good on the wing, though. But the man was like excellent through the middle of the team, though. Where they play a before deeper midfield, attacking midfield, center forward. He was, you know, he was really excellent everywhere that he played. And um, I, I hope host was that we're not straying too much. But um, I want to hear like what all your thoughts are on um, him, his failures. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's his failures of doing more on the international stage, you know. He didn't get a World Cup goal until the 2014 World Cup, which, if I remember correctly, was his third World Cup, if I remember right. You know, uh, his goals at competitive games for... at competitive tournaments for England uh, is not really good at all. Um, And there's question marks over 
the performances he put out for England when he turned that shit. You know? So I want to know, like, get all your thoughts on that. Um, well, yeah. for me, is like I'm not too sure, like, like what is like the true reason behind this? Because you know, we we also talked about uh, the goal, that golden generation of English players who couldn't function together. Now, like we yeah, talked about uh, Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard, even Paul Scholes, but he left because you know, he, it to him it didn't seem like it would fit now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it even though he's it's kind of strange because he is England's top school scorer, you know, mm-hmm. and for none of those, only one of those goals to be coming in, in, in our World Cup, you know, it's, that isn't, that isn't good enough for someone of his um, caliber, you know, and mm-hmm. like I say, I'm I really not sure how, like, what is the reason for that, maybe it's how the, the team's played for that specific tournament or whatever, but I, I, I can't really say. Mm-hmm. I think... For me, I think it's more. It's not really a Rooney problem. It's more of a managing talent kind of problem. Like they had so much talented players, it hard yeah, to keep all them talented players happy and play them in the ideal spots and all of that. Like, mm. and two, I, I was watching um an interview with Rio Lamps and Gerard, and they're talking about how that when these guys come together for England. Yeah, they wanted to succeed in England, but they didn't really mesh because they was always competing against each other that hard in the league. So they weren't really on friend-friend thing. You know, it had a Chelsea table, a Liverpool table, a Man U table, a whatever other team table. They didn't really mesh. Like, they re- they wanted to succeed, but they, they didn't have the close relationship like the England side now, where you see all their men is basically partners. So I think it's both of those for me. And I think, like, when you watch, like, when you watch that England, what are they watching one now? The irony is that they are like complementing pieces to the finished puzzle, you know? When you look at that England team, let me talk about the star names in those teams, right? Mm-hmm. You had Rio Ferdinand, Saul Campbell, John Terry, all of which are available for that England team, right? And the truth is, uh, no offense, Chad, but Harry Maguire is the best center of England right now. And he on his own has limitations, if we've been real. Like, he's probably the best center of yeah. have right now, right? Yeah. Then we also look at the, the other star names, the real ones. The box-to-box midfielders, the attacking midfielders, the outputting midfielders, Gerard Scholes and, Lamp- and Lampard, right? Yeah, right? That's what this England team is missing too. This England team do have a good box-to-box midfielder. And the best passing midfielder is Henderson. Now, he has improved a lot though. Don't get me wrong. But he's not on school's level. That, that, that is just the fact that he's not on school's level, right? So, and then when we look at this England team, this England team is littered in talented right-back stuff. Like, it is crazy how much talented right-backs they have, though. Yet, that one, the best one was Glenn Johnson, though, and Gary Neville. Gary was good in his time. Yeah. Right, right, sure, right? And... Sure. Then, you know, they still have it. They call up people like Andrews Townsend and all kind of, and Aaron Lennon in the England squad, though. You know, whereas now you have Raheem Sterling, you have Jadon Sancho, that kind of thing, you know? And it's almost like if the teams were at parallels at where this England, England on the whole rather, would like to be, you know? So, yeah. And just until out of everything you all said there, I just said looking back at that England team, that that's, Star, that star-studded England team. You know, look at 
all at all over the pitch. You have all those stars there. You name your call there in the midfield defense. And now you look at look at the team now. You see that okay, this team the team now might not be you know as big as how it, how it once was, mm-hmm. but the difference between between now and them. Back in the days, as I said, as Chad mentioned there, it, it had a lot of egos and a lot of a lot of different playing styles, and everybody would want to play their different styles, or they might want they will link up with whoever with whoever from their respective camps. A whole lot of a whole lot of man back there must be so cause real commerce. Boy, Which city man do? <laughs> As we say, right? You know, we had so much different playing styles, right? It has so much different playing styles, so much egos attached to it. That yeah, it was so hard for them to function really on that international stage. Whereas now this the whole the whole generation for the future, when the majority of them, it have this this whole core with them and everybody, every all of them seem like they're coming up together. All of them played with played with each other from so from so young from the under whatever's coming up, making the England the England debut together. And just going on, you see everybody there at a young age just all trying, they all pushing pushing hard for respective clubs, but they all keeping that together, keeping that, that core together when it comes to the England team. They all remember where they started from. And I feel like that's a big that's a big difference here. These these young these young ones might not be might not have the skill yet as as, as the generation before. But you see that they bring the best out of each other. Look at for the last World Cup. Everybody, everybody talks to England. So, so they might be like, okay, this might be the World Cup. This might be the year that they win the World Cup. You're seeing how you're seeing how how even even before Sancho, even before Sancho made made the big his big boost in in um, German football this season. When he when he got that chance in um in England, him being able to play with and he. he Oh damn it! He was going so good, you know. <laughs> he was going real good too, you know. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> they all said that how that how they will have like the they all said that how they had the different like whether it be the older brothers. They all they are just like just like a family unit in in this England team right now. As I say, look at and you can still look at Maguire. But even even not to be biased, not to be biased again. <laughs> Just when Solgate was was able to, was able to experiment with the whole tree in the back and had players out of positions and you see that how you see that how all of them was able to play and complement each other well. It had it really had no ego there. They all understood. Okay, we have this similar playing style. We had to forget what we what remember from our respective clubs. We all here to play for England. We all here to, to try and win a World Cup. And I feel Kyle, like what that... I'm trying to say though is that Kyle Walker Johnstones made Harry Maguire look good in that World Cup. That's what he trying to tell you. Yeah. Not trying to say that. No matter he playing good now. Well, when he's right? going on, so you got to say Maguire Maguire might have limitations in the league, but coming into the England squad, he is he is the best mid, he is the best defender for England. But all that what Virgil say there just kinda reinforced that that whole not non-success with for Rooney at England international level is more it wasn't necessarily his fault. It was just they didn't know how to manage them in, in that time as much as they know how to manage them now. And they didn't exactly. grow up with the togetherness, like how he was talking about how the these young ones grew up together and they're all friends. That group with Rooney and those guys, they didn't, nah. Yep. 
Mm. And as 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 well said, you know, get getting back getting back on track today for the main man we talk about Wayne Rooney. You know, Wayne Rooney end up end up leaving Manchester United in 2017 after 13 years. 559 appearances. He left as the second all-time all-time record scorer in the Premier League, just being Alan Shearer. But you know, Alan Shearer been playing for decades, so I know just a, behind us. I'm quite away. Hey, that was Alan Shearer been playing for decades, dog. Like realistically, you have to you have to be born in the Premier League and and play your entire life to 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 break Alan Shearer record. And that's the thing, though. Like I think when you look at how long Rooney played okay. and how much goals he scored. That's that for me is why I think he is the greatest Englishman that's played the game at all. Because when you look accomplish what he has and in a relatively short space of time, ten years at the top though, compared to some of these Englishmen playing for kind of fifteen, seventeen years, don't nobody's going to touch Alan Shearer record. The only person who can do that is probably Harry Kane. And that's oh, if Harry Kane. Because Lukaku, no, no, okay, maybe not with Man U, but like, if he had seen the league, he'd probably have used it too now. Right. right. But Alan Shearer right. had, right. had to play like close to 20 years of football to score that watch It's ridiculous to, to expect exactly. that in this modern age where Jadon Sancho is going to Germany, though. Harry Kane is linked with Real Madrid and Barcelona. You know, Englishmen have started to feel like if they could go out there, you know, a lot of English youths go into Germany to start off their careers. Though. These talents not staying in England anymore because they don't feel trapped to it. Although, I guess with Brexit, uh, Brexit coming into effect where the, the rules of bringing in current players will change, that might change, have an effect on that as well. But no, I'm not sure I reckon here to stay, though. Unless Harry can stay in this league for his entire life, though. But, exactly. Yeah, and I uh, see like they see everything you say with hurricanes. Like, they that whole topic for a whole different time because I just said there a lot of England, a lot of England internationals would want to venture outside there. But but as going there back to to Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney also went over to MLS to to get a new challenge. And you know he did numbers over in MLS. Came back came back to England in Championship right now. You know and focusing on, on his career. But from all that. Just sticking, sticking back to his the time he had in in the Premier League before. You see everything, everything that that he achieved, the records, the records that he have, the individual records, the team records he had. And say, love him or hate him, you have to recognize Wayne Rooney is up there. And just from your urge, you start in being a, a rival supporter. You have to say Wayne Rooney is. In a debate for being legend status, how how how, how would you how would you describe Wayne? Rooney? How how would you how would you remember him? I don't think it's a debate. I think he's one of the great Premier League players, just for his um sheer talent, um his um output, as in his um goals and assists, and all of that. Um, you know he's um outside of Manchester. I think everybody have a perception of Rooney. And everybody basically hate him, fans of other clubs. But you can't deny the man game and how good he was at his peak. So I think he's definitely like top 10 Premier League players. Even though he could have hit higher heights, but he's still up there for sure. 
J-Boy and another another rival supporter with, with Ray Rooney. How are you seeing? Nice seeing, like I said, but as he created a cyclist player, it has, has greasy game. I just think, like, the only thing that, that will, you know, inhibit that, well, like, the men who were really challenged, I'd be like, you know, men like Gary Lineker and them men who, you know, win things with England. But, you know, Alashera for sure was a phenomenal player, but I think that, again, Rooney's accomplishments accompanied with what he did on the pitch says a lot more. Um, for me, the closest, for me, then, who I actually think is closest to him is Frank Lampard. And it really is, is real close between the two of them. But I just think, like, Rudy contributed significantly to United's dominance over that time period. And I think that is what pushes it over the edge between him and Lampard for me. While there's a lot of credit that goes to Lampard for the fact that he's a midfielder, and yet has hit the heights that he has hit in terms of goal scoring. But yeah, to me, the greatest English player of all time. Chad, I know, I, I know you, are, you have a lot to say, but you know, with, with, with Rooney, as I say, in his look at England career, Manchester United career, where and just I want you to also add what you have to say. And, and then true in where would you rank him up there with legends such as such as Southgate? You have Beckham, you have Sol Campbell, you have Fowler, you have Guerrero, you have Gerard, you have Lampard. Where, 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 would you, where would you rank him up there? And your I thoughts on it? Definitely, you know, a United legend, a English legend, you know, a Premier League legend, you know. Um, in terms of rankings, I thought they you know, top 10 Premier League players ever. For me, top 10. You know, because they, there's a, there's a lot, there's a big discussion about, you know, the, the rest of great players in the past, especially like Terry Henry and, and all these other guys. You know, so it's hard to exactly place it, but it's definitely top 10 Premier League of all time, you know. Um, but to me, you know, Rooney, like as he grew older, you know, his, his leadership with the team and stuff, you know, it became a big part of his game. Now. And for me, I one of the things I thought was that, and uh, we, to me, it had some games I watched under Mourinho. And I was like, yeah, you know, we could have used Wayne Rooney at this point, you know, because he only spent one season with Mourinho. And the next two, you know, he, he wasn't there. And, you know, the team really lacked a leader. You know, because it had certain games where you saw the team just fall apart. And, you know, he would have been the guy to, you know, step in and, you know, try to put things together. I mean, probably wouldn't have done much better considering the team he had and the teams that was doing well in the league at the time. But, you know, it it would have uh, been better for the team to get understand the, the egos of the team. You know, um, and it's also been good. Uh, I listened to Marcus Joshua speak the other day and he said that, you know, he was very, he found himself very lucky to have trained and worked with Wayne Rooney, you know, so... Like, it would have been good to see him here doing the same kind of thing that, uh, like, the character's doing. It's with the likes of Mason Greenwood coming through the academy and playing the first team as well, you know. It would have been really good to see. But, yeah, it, um, yeah, he, he's definitely a legend, legend. Okay. But, uh, I said how to place him. But what you'll say, same, you'll say he just, he just behind, uh, a good place is behind somebody like Sergio Aguero, or you just be like, you know, no, definitely above Aguero. 
Birds clash lights on the Delta. Check still sitting on the dresser. Yes, sir. I settle for the lessons. Set up in the man. Yes, sir. Head down, but I stay blessed up. God told me that I'm next up. Yes, sir. 